there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bird, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sports Cast. Did it again. I did it again. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Rough Cut Sports Cast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside... As always, my boy, your boy, Mr. Back-to-Back himself, A.J. Johnson. What is up, buddy? It is a beautiful July 8th evening, and you, sir, are you got to be on cloud nine right now, buddy, because your Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup not just once, but twice in back-to-back years. Yes, sir. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I love it so much. I'm so happy. Shout out Champa Bay. It still don't sound right, but we went in. We went in, and I love that part about it. Last night was fun. I went and celebrated. I did not go crazy. I'm, I'm, I didn't go crazy. Just some friends, just talking sports and enjoying the life of a dive bar. It was great. It was beautiful. Good. Back to back, love it. Less three peat could have been a four peat, but it can't have everything in the world, right? I said it's going. It it, it very well could be a three peat, and everyone needs to watch out for that. I'm going to get into next season's outlook on the Tampa Bay Lightning Mm -hmm. in just a few seconds. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Rough Cut Sportscast. We appreciate everyone that is here on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you may be watching. If you're not watching on YouTube, though, you're missing out on quite the experience. It's just better on you. It's much easier. It's much more friendly for you, the user, to head on over to our YouTube page. But, AJ, first, I gotta ask you. I, I just... Yeah? How does, it, how does it feel to be a Stanley Cup champion? Like, I, well, I, no. I, I, I've never felt that before. Well, you know, I gotta tell you, it was a, it was a gritty game. Uh, we, we really fought and gave it all out there. We put our hearts on our sleeves and we went out and we skated with the best of them. You know, there was a lot of missed opportunities, but we went ahead and we knew that our patience would get us through. And we knew we had the depth and a line and our guy, Ross Colton came in and 
put in that game winner for us. And, you know, we're good. I, I missed a couple one timers, but hey, you know, we, we played our hearts out and we got we got the trophy to, to prove it. So it feels great. Stanley Cup champion back to back. Can't thank this organization enough. Keep me on and hopefully we can uh, do this again next season. And that I feel like that's what they're going to do next season. I've already said it, and I guess we'll get into that right now. Recapping that game and moving forward, it, it wasn't yeah. a, it, it never really felt like a close game. I know the scores had won nothing, but Montreal just never really showed up. And what really the key, and I guess that it, it's easy to say Montreal never showed up because. When you have a goaltender like Andre Vasilevsky and net for the Tampa Bay Lightning, it, it makes it seem like you're not showing up on offense because Andre Vasilevsky, Mr. Con Smythe himself, MVP of the playoffs, was lights out all playoffs long. You see here he's thanking his teammates, but it was really him. Save like this, save after save after save. I mean, I, I said this about four or five shows ago that Andre Vasilevsky was the best goaltender in the league, and it wasn't even close. And then I got some 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 backlash from, from some from some friends of mine, some fans, and they said, not even close? That's a little bit of a stretch. There is no other goalie in the National Hockey League that is going to do what Andre Vasilevsky did leading into like leading into yet another another Stanley Cup, a back-to-back Stanley Cup. This man in series clinching games now has Four straight shutouts. Four straight shutouts. The Panthers, 29 saves. Carolina, 29 saves. He shut out the Islanders, shut out the Canadians here, and then shut out Dallas last year in the Stanley Cup Finals. There is no other goalie in the NHL that can do what Andre Vasilevsky has done. And my last thing I want to kind of say about that, and I want to give credit to, is their defense. Their defense played a hell of a series against Montreal. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll hear your thoughts on, on my Vasilevsky take. Isn't um oh damn, I had it. And then he said my something. Sorry. I just lost it. But uh it's okay because they they play what I kind of noticed was the experience level was far, far and away in Tampa Bay's favor. The moment they scored. And I mentioned this last night at the watch party. Uh, it looked like the Canadians started scrambling. They were like, oh, my gosh, we have to score right now. And they just kind of lost their game plan. They lost who they were. They lost what they were about. And you could see it. You know, if you're on the on the ice scrambling in that manner, nothing ever is going to go well for you. Now, with that being said, they still only and a lot of this had to do with Carey Price, who I still feel so bad for. Still only gave up one goal. You know, it, it wasn't the blowout. We had them before the game at four to one, four to two, three zero. You know, we thought Tampa Bay was really going to come in here and show that they were kind of taking it easy in game four. And that didn't seem to really be the case. Um, but I look I look at this squad and I ask this question to you. What is it that ensures that they are going to be this good again next season i mean why why do you think there's players that aren't going to move on and go somewhere else um i mean the contract situations seem to be good is that the case like well so that's the that's the thing when you look at tampa bay and and their question if they can continue doing this guys like uh, barkley goudreau is a free agent he he earned himself a big payday after after these stanley cup playoffs and, and last year's with tampa i mean tampa gave up a first round pick for the guy and he really 
he really showed up for that and showed that he was worth that. And now he's going to earn a bigger contract that Tampa cannot afford. So the story of the of this series against Montreal was really the fact that Tampa's depth was their key uh, X factor in winning the Stanley yeah. Cup. Barkley Goudreau, Blake Coleman, those guys, Yanni Gord on that third line scoring a good portion of the goals, the key goals. They're going to lose. They're going to lose Barkley Goudreau, and that's a big loss. And but it allows for them to have that flexibility to not cheat again and not have Nikita Kucherov and be able to have him for the regular season. But I want to throw this out there and let's, let's time this at eight minutes into this episode, episode 94 Barkley Goudreau is going to get paid big time by let's just so throw out a prediction. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is going to be a bust. And I'll tell, and, and 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 this is why though, and this is <laughs> why you talk so highly of him. But it's it, it, it's it's not. It, he had an incredible season, an incredible series, incredible playoffs last year as well. And I did talk so highly of him. But similar to what I've said before about like guys like Braden Point, I used to shit on him because it was like, okay, you know, you're not. What would you be without this team that's around you? I don't think Barkley Goudreau is that type of guy that when relied upon to play first line, second line minutes, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. And I think what John Cooper has done in Tampa, the system that he has created for everyone, not just the star players, but guys like Barkley Goudreau, Blake Coleman, Yanni Gore, the, the third and fourth liners. It, it, it's very, it's, it's a luxurious thing. It's a luxurious team to be on because you're not relied on. You have that freedom. We talked about last night with Vasilevsky. It helps to be able to play with a lot of good players because you're a lot more comfortable because you know that the rest of the team's going to step up. There, Barkley Goudreau is going to move on to greener pastures. Not greener pastures. Tampa is the greener pasture. But Dang. he's going to move on to a team that is going to need him to step up a lot more and rely upon him more. He's not going to be able to do it. I disagree. Really? <laughs> I I think he has he shown to me from what I've seen. And, of course, and we talk about this, you know, elevating the play when it comes time for the playoffs. To me, he's shown to be the type of player that, if given the chance, he can step up. I don't know if he's going to be a first-line type of guy. I don't think he's going to go to a franchise and completely change their, their fortunes. But I do believe, you know, he can lead a second line. Very well. I mean, he can be heavily depended on to be a guy, to be a goal scorer, to to apply pressure to defenses in the league. And I think he can, given the opportunity, you have the talent. That's what you need to have a, a star-like mentality, talent and opportunity. He already has the talent. Now he just needs the opportunity. And he got a lot of it playing on that third and fourth line in these finals. And you saw what he did with the opportunity. So I don't think he would squander it away given that chance to be one of the heavily depended on guys for a team. I just, I, I just don't see it. I, I, I just don't, I think, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that they, they gave up a first round pick for him. And at the time it was crazy because what he was doing in San Jose was not, it wasn't, wasn't worth first round talent. Now he's going to get paid like a first round talent. And I just don't think he's going to be able to do it. I, I think he's just, he's going to struggle, especially so, so get this. I made the prediction of he's a Toronto. He's going to go to Toronto. Well, yeah. he's a Toronto boy. He was born in Toronto. He's, a, he's an Ontario boy. So not only is he going to go to Toronto, but he's going to be playing for his hometown team. 
and it's not going to be it's not going to be the same and the pressure i mean and his skill level i just i don't see it do you think uh do you think it's one of those things where he would play on the line with austin matthews or do you think he would get his own line he would get his own line he would play you i mean it depends on if joe, if joe thornton comes back but i don't i don't see i don't see that i don't, I, that I don't see that happening even if he does i, I barkley goudreau and barkley goudreau still may end up being a third line guy on toronto but it's just he's going to be relied upon more but be- you, how, how do you pay somebody that type of money and then and then make him a third line guy like because that that's what that Toronto does. That's, that's what Toronto does, and it'd be a mistake if Toronto does that. But, a very long time. But <laughs> there's one more player that I wanted to bring up from this series, and I posted a somewhat meme, somewhat stat uh, graphic today on our Instagram, uh, which we'll, you'll get to the socials in just a second. But Ross Colton of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I had to size this differently for so fit here, but uh, <laughs> Ross Colton, Tampa Bay Lightning. Ended up passing, not passing, but tying Cole Caulfield for most goals in the playoffs this season uh, with four, including the game winner from the Stanley Cup game last night that clinched it, becoming the seventh rookie in NHL history to score a Stanley Cup clinching goal. Now, I, I, I did in the in the in the caption of the picture. Move over, Cole Caulfield. Ross Colton <laughs> has entered the chat, and that is what happened. Ross Colton stepped up big time goals. And and again, it goes back to the system that Tampa Bay has and the structure that Tampa Bay has to allow guys like Ross Colton to score these big time goals. It's a big time. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. It it is a well-deserved congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. And 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 to add to that, to add to that, you know, you talk about the system, but I also I, I don't know if these professional teams here in Tampa are like getting together for potlucks or something, but there's something about the culture in these Tampa Bay locker rooms, like the way that these guys really put on for each other. You saw with the Bucks, have 22 starters coming back like that speaks to your culture. You see it with the lightning back to back champions, like even the Rays for a team that got rid of their ace for a team that's not doesn't look as stacked on paper as it did last season. It, it may have changed by now, but I, if I recall correctly, they were doing pretty well. I, I I think it's a lot to do with the culture that allows some people to exceed. And if I can give an NBA example, look at Andrew Wiggins was the first overall pick played in Minnesota. And he was decent. You know, you could tell he had talent, but look at what he did on the Warriors this last season. He really came into his own, became a strong role player for them. And it speaks a lot to a culture. When you have a winning culture like that, it changes the mentality. It changes your approach to the game. And it showed on the ice when it came to a Ross Colton getting the game winner in a Stanley Cup finals. That's got to feel good. As a yeah. rookie, that's got to feel good. As a rookie, a guy who's grinded through the minors for a little bit, University of Vermont boy, a big USA hockey guy that I am. Uh, he's a New Jersey native. Uh, before I before we transition to the main event and plugging all the socials and whatnot, uh, I want to pull up this comment again. Everyone in the chat this is a fully interactive show. Be a part of the show in the chat. We love bringing up the comments, interacting with our beautiful fans. Kelly drops the question, so I need to understand the NHL salary cap. And I, I don't know if that's a question <laughs> or if, they, if he's asking if he should or not. But the NHL salary cap is pretty straightforward. It's kind of like the NFL salary cap, where you have that you have that limit, that cap. Yeah, it can't. You can't go over unless you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and you're 
finagling it smart. the way smart and they're, genius. It is it actually you're right. It's just like every other salary cap in every other sport that has salary cap. There's ways to finagle around it and make things work. And for the Tampa Bay Lightning, unless someone suffer, unless Kucherov or Samkos or Hedman or Vasilevsky suffers a uh, season-ending injury and forcing them to only play in the playoffs next season, they're going to have every single contract, big-time contract, on the books for next season. And it is going to force the Tampa Bay Lightning to have to make some pretty big decisions uh, moving forward. And I just think that the way John Cooper coaches, and this is quite the turnaround from what I used to say about John Cooper, but the way John Cooper coaches he's going to be able to make it a very easy transition for, for his new guys. So real quick, real quick, Barkley Goudreau is a free agent. Blake Coleman's a free agent. That's two of the three guys on that third line uh, that produce uh, Ross Colton's RFA, which means nothing. Um, and then you go down and David Savard was a rental this season. They, they acquired him from Columbus. He is also a free agent, which is completely fine. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And okay. and I wouldn't even if I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, this is going really de- deep. I would not worry about losing David Savard because you're about to get a kid by the name of Cal Foot, uh, son of a former NHLer Adam Foot, legendary defenseman Adam Foot. Cal Foot's going to be able to come in and and do some damage for Tampa, and it's going to be what watch. Keep coming back to this episode because Cal Foot, when he gets the chance, he's going to light the league up as a defenseman. He's going to be solid. We saw it, and Tampa's going to do some wonders with them. But that is the wrap on the NHL on the Stanley Cup Finals. It was quite the playoffs. I loved it. The I'm, NHL season. Oh. I, I'm sad. I'm sad, but you know what? I'm not sad because I think what we're going to do, and you know how Rough Cut is so on the fly. Next week, next week's not the episode 100. We're almost no. to episode 100. Oh, but next week, I think what we should do for one of the episodes is a little uh, year-end awards or a, a, a kind of like a look back on the NHL season. That's what we should do. Okay. That's what we should do. Uh, I'll have your people talk to my people. There'll be some scheduling. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be the week after. Maybe we do it that Wednesday because we have the plans for the Thursday show of a look back. Maybe we just make it a little kind of yeah. I like where this is going. I like where this is going. <laughs> Either way, though, you beautiful people at home, you're not going to want to miss a single episode of the Rough Cut Sportscast from here on out. And if you want to check out all of our old episodes, you can check that out on all podcasting platforms, whether that be iTunes, uh, Spotify iHeartRadio, we are there. Check us out. And most importantly, leave us a review. On those podcasting platforms, your reviews go such a long way in supporting this show. So if you haven't dropped a review on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio, whichever platform you listen to, if you haven't dropped a review yet, please do support the show. Yeah. And if you're telling your friends, you're going to need to know where to find us. Well, you can start at Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports. And of course, at Facebook at RoughCut Sports on Instagram at the RoughCut Sportscast. And then when you get to the end, make sure you emphasize. Head over to YouTube at RoughCut Sportscast and hit that subscribe button. Now, check it out. There's a kicker. You're going to need y'all to watch like two or three minutes. So that way they know you're humans and not a bot. And then you hit and that subscribe. And it's like, hey, cool. Oh my God, we got another subscriber. And we're we're st- we're stoked for that. Now, real quick, 
we do have this push going. We want the YouTube love. However, we set out on a goal around the NFL draft to get to a thousand followers. We were on a real good push and it just, it slowed so hard. And I don't know why it, it kind of broke my heart, but here's the thing. We are now 19 followers. Yes. Less than 20, what? 19 followers away from a thousand on Facebook. Can, can we get there? Can y'all make this happen? Let's let's get there and let, let, let's let's do an impromptu contest. Do a little impromptu contest, okay? Mm-hmm. If you share the show and sh- and you, if you if you invite all of your friends, like we've done in the past, where you screenshot the invitation and all that kind of good stuff, if you share that screenshot of you inviting all of your friends and you send it to us, we will give you a free rough cut shirt courtesy of made by milani i'm going to do the little street screen share skis you look at this any color you want we will send to you i mean look at that black man look at that black it's that's that's a fire shirt you can get that shirt or any of these other color shirts or even if you decide you want a decal or a women's tank top maybe it's for a lady that you love you can you can have that for free okay for free if you share the show and screenshot it and send it to us. That's a new contest that we're dropping right here. We're on the push to 1,000, baby. Push to 1,000. I got a love-hate relationship with that low stock sign right there. Like, I'm like, oh, no, low stock. And they're like, oh, yeah, low stock. They flying. Let's go. I mean, they're hot. They're hot right now, man. People are buying them. People loving them, man. It's going to be – It's it, you want to wear the greatness. You want to hop on the hype train of the Rough Cut Sports cast because, baby, we're, we're, we're on the fast track right now. And once we start going, there's no stopping us. So you get on right now, hop aboard the train. We also want to special. Uh, we also want to thank our uh, sponsors and our network that we're a part of, Belly Up Sports Network. We are so happy to be a part of that network. All the great shows that are on there are fantastic. A lot of friends over there. Uh, shout out Kyle here in Puckburg. That's one of my favorite shows right now. And I'm going to keep plugging that guy because he is by far my favorite person, a part of Belly Up. But there's a lot nice. of great people and a lot of great shows. So go check yeah. out the Belly Up Sports Network and all the great shows and content that they have on their website. AJ, buddy, mm-hmm. old pal, yeah. friend of yeah. mine. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. This summer, enjoy a Plymouth gin and tonic. Just add tonic, ice, and a slice of orange for the perfect cocktail every time. Plymouth Gin is distilled using a blend of seven hand-selected botanicals, including juniper berry, coriander seed, and citrus peel. Since 1793, Plymouth Gin has been making gin in England's oldest working gin distillery using copper pot stills, always staying true to Plymouth's original recipe. This is what makes Plymouth Gin sought after across the world. Gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It is- 
It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the main event of the show, sponsored by Yeti. Go get your Yeti merch right now on our on our Facebook page. You can click on the link, help support the show. You can get that King Crab Orange cup that AJ has, or something like mine, which I don't have here present. But I mean, look at that. Look at that bad boy. Look at that. Oh my God. It is so beautiful. And maybe you're not a fan of the King Crab Orange. They've got a ton of other colors, a ton of other options. Maybe you don't want a cup. Maybe you want a cooler. Maybe you want a mug. Maybe you want a thermos. They've got it there at Yeti. Click the link on our Facebook page to support the show. Again, can't stress this enough. Your support, you doing these little things for us, goes such a long way. AJ, it is time for the main event, though, when we are playing one of my favorite games. It's the three-word game. And it's NBA Finals edition. It's an NBA Finals themed three words game because I know, I know your excitement level for the NBA Finals is like through the roof. Like I'm going to go off the screen here. You can't see it because it's off the screen. It's through the screen because it's not high. Especially since I'm not battling with the NHL anymore. It's like my focus is clear. I, I kind of kind of wish that uh, the Hawks would have took it to game seven. So that way I could get the full so like, I feel like I missed a little bit of game one. You know, I yeah. didn't get to watch the way I wanted to. But I'm here now, and I'm in. And, oh, it's going to be NBA for a minute for me now. I'm excited. I'm, it, I'm, is. Right. it is. It is. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm going to be able to watch now, like, tune in and give my full attention to to the game. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. And we say that as we're, like, doing a show and game during, two is about to tip off. <laughs> yeah, during the game. Yeah. Yeah, this is... uh. This is good stuff, but let's get into the three-word game. And the way this works, ladies and gentlemen, is I will give AJ a topic regarding the NBA Finals, whether that be a player, a team, or a situation that has occurred during the NBA Finals. I'm going to give him that uh, the, that word or clue, and he is going to have to give me three words that best fit that clue. AJ, are you ready to play? I am ready. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. Something I wanted to talk about uh, the most here is okay. DeAndre Ayton. I, this is someone that's been on my mind for quite some time. He has been like, he's not, he's not CP3 or he's, not, or he's not Devin Booker. I like looking into the depth. I like looking into the guys that are behind him. Obviously, DeAndre Ayton's a bigger name, but not yeah. on the level of CP3 or uh, Devin Booker. Your word, yeah. your player here is DeAndre Ayton. Describe him Describe him in three words. Or what is your three words that has to... Yeah, you know the truth. That, the three words that encompass my thoughts around DeAndre Ayton. And it's funny that we started here uh, because you've heard me say these three words in lieu of some other players. And the three words I'm going to say for DeAndre Ayton is do it again. DeAndre Ayton has been having a fantastic playoff series wow talk about really hitting on a number one overall pick this is what it looks like and of course it's a lot of thanks to Chris Paul but the reason I say do it again is because they lost Dario Sarix in the first two minutes of game one they are running very thin on big men now there's Jay Crowder who plays a lot of minutes and there's Frank Kaminsky who's coming off the bench now and I haven't seen Frank play in a while I, I really don't really don't know what he's going to give you I really don't I'm hoping it's a lot so DeAndre Ayton is going to have to do it again. 19 or 22 points and 19 rebounds last night would have had 20, but Chris Paul was a thief and stole the last one in the last second. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, shooting about 70% from the field. 
definitely in game one. He has been a boss, and I he's going to have to do it again and again and again. He's got to be that presence against these two towers like Giannis and Brooke Lopez. So DeAndre Ayton, do it again. Can he do it, though? Let me get the fur. Let me go further on this. Do you think DeAndre Aiden can do it again and be that guy you want that they need him to be? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, the 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 scary part will be his conditioning. Like, are you? Am I certain that he can put in another ten minutes on the floor and it not hurt his production? That's what worries me. Other than that, he has shown the capability time and time again to put up 15, 16, 18, 20 rebounds even. He's shown the capability to grab the lobs, to grab the second chances and put the ball back in the bucket. He's shown the capability to control the paint when it's on him down there. So I do believe offensively he can absolutely do it again. Defensively, he's been decent. But, I mean, Giannis is another type of monster. And so I I don't hold much against him when he has to guard Giannis because it, it's difficult. It really, it really, really, truly is. So, but other than that, absolutely, I believe you can do it again. I like it. I like. It. I, I, I've been, I've been slowly coming around to uh, getting into like focusing in on DeAndre because he gets so yeah. attached to the bigger names on the Phoenix Suns, and then there's DeAndre Aiden, who's still a big name. Yeah. But I want to. I do want to see him do it. I, I do. Uh, let me, uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. Not going to the chat. Not going to the chat. No, I saw a hockey question, but I, we're past it. I'll I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up in a little bit. Or do you want to bring it up now? I mean, we can do that. We can do that. That one. Okay. 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 Uh, I'll let you do that. I'll I'll let you do that. (laughs) So Brooke Lopez's knock was always his defense. Literally him and Robin Lopez made almost a perfect big man. And that's so true because Brooke Lopez has that size, can play down low, has the length, can keep his hands up and straight, and he does it well. Robin Lopez was a little bit better on the perimeter. But here's my issue with both of them playing defense. My favorite thing about both of the Lopez brothers playing defense was you could always count on one of them to get put on a poster. If a Lopez brother was down low, I was waiting to see somebody dunk on him. And they almost never let me down, especially <laughs> Robin Lopez. It was so great. It was so, so great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching the Lopez brothers get dunked on over and over again. Um, I will I will allow you though. Go ahead. Pull up, pull up your pull up your hockey. Okay. I don't I know I know the hangover is hard. It's still it's there. So, I'm, I'm very upset. And, but I'm excited, though, for the NHL offseason because it's going to be very busy and very exciting. Is, is John Cooper on the level of Belichick in terms of great coaching? No. No. <laughs> what? I didn't know no. that was the end of it. No. Co- no. Belichick? Yeah, no. No. Stop. No. That's a lot. That's aggressive. Would, would, would you say Barry Trotz would be that guy? No. I don't think the NHL has a Bill Belichick right now. Mm. Joel Quinville mm. might be... Joel Quinville might be the closest thing to Bill Belichick. And, and the reason I say that is because Bill Belichick has his, his trophies, but he's going through a tough period right now where he doesn't have what, what, what led him to all those successes, what helped him to all those successes. Not saying it was all yeah. on, on Brady, but um, Belichick is in kind of a transition. And that's what Coach yeah. Joel Quinville uh, is doing because he was with the Chicago Blackhawks won multiple Stanley Cups of Chicago and now in that transition period with the Florida Panthers. But 
it's it's it, I don't I don't like to use that I don't like to use Belichick in this because Belichick is in my opinion the greatest NFL coach in the history of the NFL. Yeah. And yeah. the NHL do, does not have the greatest coach in the history of the NHL right now coaching. John Get Cooper could be. Um I don't I don't want to say that yet. Chill. Let's let's talk about that yeah. after the three peat. Yeah, well that it's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we're gonna come back. We're gonna come back to these we're, episodes. We're riding it too hot. I don't want to do that. We'll, we'll let's let's see how they play next season. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, I'm fair. Sure fair. So the next one I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to the, I, I'm gonna start with the depth. I'm gonna start with the depth. And I, I guess this is depth. It's Drew Holiday. I want to know your three words for Drew Holiday, because I like the depth, and this is why I, this is where I want to go. Drew Holiday. Okay. Drew Holiday, my three words needs to score. Drew Holiday needs to score. Now, I understand you have a bad game. I am not excoriating him for his performance so much in game one, but it is on notice that it needs to change. He needs to score. He was four for 14 and put up 10 points. Now, the good thing about Drew Holiday is he does so much. He doesn't hurt your team a bunch when he's not scoring because he plays defense. He plays defense very well. He can lock down a player in a heartbeat. He has the assist game. He makes sure people are involved. Um, he, 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 he runs that offense so well, he does, he gets rebounds, he does it all, but you need to put the ball in the bucket. This could have easily been a much different game if he was scoring. I think it was a, what, a 16 point game, if I'm not mistaken. But like, I think about this, like, you remember all the hate Ben Simmons was getting for the last four games? Cause he wasn't even attempting shots, but he was doing so much rebounds, assists, um, defense. That's so great. But you have to also be a scorer because if they don't have to worry about you, they can put all their attention to a Chris Middleton, to a Giannis, to a Brooke Lopez, because you're not having the type of night you're having. So if I'm Drew Holiday, I know the assists are going to come. I know Chris Middleton will get hot. I know Giannis is going to do what he does best. I need you to come out quick and start attacking because once you start putting the buckets, start putting the buckets, now that defense has to stretch a little more. So I'll go back to the comments again. And again, this is a fully interactive show. We love seeing the comments. Dante's three words, which everyone, you're going to see Dante on Saturday, by the way, a little tease there uh, for our MMA show. Shut CP3 down. That's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, The thing about it, and I think Aaron was talking about this last night. He wants to see Drew Holiday on CP3. Uh, because they tried to put P.J. Tucker on him, if I'm not mistaken. And that is what keeps allowing for that switch with Brooke Lopez. Didn't, and that's not going to work. Wasn't P.J. Tucker – didn't P.J. Tucker, like, shut down – help shut down um, uh, – Katie? Okay, yeah. He, he, like, I, if I remember correctly, he was – he was a big part of shutting down Katie. Like, I remember him being aggr- – like, that, that being a thing where he was aggressive and uh, impactful <laughs> on him. Yeah. So PJ Tucker is your three and D guy in the in on your team. You you, you get him because he's gritty, he's fierce, he's angry, he plays tough, he's your rough rider, and then he'll sit in the corner and knock down threes all day. And you need that type of role player. You need somebody who'll make sure you're who can lock down or play really good defense and slow down one of your best scores. The problem is it's a pick your poison. 
So you put Drew Holiday on on uh, CP3. Now you got PJ Tucker on Devin Booker. And if you notice when CP3 was out, Devin Booker was doing the same shots that CP3 was doing. He was getting into that elbow right on the corner at the key and taking those mid-range shots. So even if you get that same switch that you want on CP3 with the Brook Lopez, you don't want to do that to Devin Booker because Devin Booker is going to hurt you in three or four more ways than CP3 will. Devin Booker will take you off the dribble and then go to the hole. And if Brooke Lopez is out there, no one's there to stop that. You know, I mean, except Giannis, but you're hoping yeah. he's there. And he, and he might be playing a little fearful with that hyperextended knee coming and back. So I, yeah. I find that I find that just so di- like so crazy. It's, he's a warrior. He's a warrior for yeah. playing through it. But I mean, it's it's scary, man. It's scary to. I don't know. I just I'd like to take uh, full credit for Giannis Antetokounmpo being in game one. Uh, because you know how my uh, superpower works. The day before game one, I said on the show, I thought that injury was way worse than they were bringing on, and they that's why they didn't tell you, you how long he was out. I thought, I said, I don't know if he's going to come back. Sure enough, uh, throughout the day of game one, it progressed to, from doubtful to questionable to game-time decision to, yeah, I'm playing, and he looked really good. I do remember <laughs> so, you saying that. Oh yep. man. Yep. Good call. Good call. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Well, let's, let, let's go, let's go to Giannis then. As I, as okay. I try and finish up his B roll, uh, let's go to Giannis. What are your three okay. words for, for the Greek freak? Well, I pointed it out today. We have the over under on her, which by the way, shout out, not shout out, but check out, uh, be, be a part of our Instagram. That's one of our least uh, mentioned of the mm-hmm. social media. As we always say, well, Twitter and Twitter would be probably yeah. the one, but yeah. Head on over to our Instagram page because we've been doing a lot of polls lately to gauge you guys' interest and your guys' thoughts on the NBA Finals. Today, we dropped one about Giannis and whether or not he can go over under 30 points. So, AJ, what are your three words for Giannis Antetokounmpo? So close. So close. Antetokounmpo. That's what I said, didn't it? Well, you put a B in there, but like I said, Poe. You've come, I said Poe. You've come, it's okay. You've come so far. Remember when I said <laughs> Vesna and you were like, it's Vesna? Uh, <laughs> it's one, yeah, of, that's one of those situations. So I'll actually take this time and apologize for you again that time <laughs> because I nitpick too. Damn. Also, this is a proud name to be able to say, you know. <laughs> it's, one still, the t- it's one of the tougher ones. It's one of the tougher yeah, ones. Giannis is now a two time MVP, a defensive player of the year, and they still get fans on trying to say his name because they still can't do it. Like, what is it going to take, right? It's not easy. It's not easy. So three words, three honors. For me, the three years, the three years, the The three three years. Hey, words are still hard, man. Words are still hard. The three words for Giannis is take more shots. Take more shots, Giannis. Um, And let me be clear. When I say shots, I don't mean three-pointers. I mean, put the ball towards the bucket. Giannis had 11 shots in game one. And as I mentioned, as you kind of see right there, it looked like his knee buckled a little bit. I think he might have been playing a little fearful. But at the same time, when he's doing stuff like this and bodying and bullying and making blocks like this, I was literally great. B-roll was just going to bring that up. You clearly are healthy enough to run end-to-end, take the 94 feet, and play your game. So in this game, 11 shots isn't going to do it. You, You just saw what happened to Ben Simmons about being fearful of shooting. You can't do that. Even if you get to the line, you're missing free throws. I'd rather you try to get through the hard way than not taking shots at all. If you are down in the paint, bumping bodies and banging on people, and they're sending you to the line, guess what? You probably at least still got two points. 
But if you're fearful and you're out there on the perimeter taking threes, you probably you might hit one out of your four or five like you did the other night, one for two. Um, but you need to be taking more shots. You have to be the dominant force in the paint and putting the ball towards the bucket. So Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight, you need – it better be like 20, at least. At least 20, if not 21, 22. Well, 20 wasn't enough last game. He had 20 in that last game and 20 wasn't points enough. wasn't enough. Enough. I'm saying 20 shots. Oh, okay. Got he had it. 11 shot attempts. I need at least 20 shot attempts tonight. And okay. they should all be down low. Could you imagine? We, t- we just talked about DeAndre Ayton saying do it again. Could you imagine the fear you could put in these guys defensively if Giannis is down low dunking on everybody he sees? Especially the the doubt you will put in their mind when Frank when Frank Kaminsky comes on the court, Giannis has to be on the court and Giannis has to be the player you play through. And you need to strike fear in that. I feel like I feel like that like when we were talking Stanley Cup finals, like when I would say the thing the key to beating the Tampa Lightning was always that jam them at the blue line. And that was like the theme for every single team I brought it up over and over again. I feel like it's the same thing for Giannis. Like he just has like for you, it has to be back back that ass up, drive to yeah. the hoop. And just yeah. dunk, what 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 is what, dunk what is on you, their head? Just dunk yeah. on their heads. Just yeah. dunk on their exactly. heads. That's what you need to do, Giannis. And I feel like that's the thing with Giannis. That's just simplifying your like. It would be just simplifying your game to do just getting down to basics, especially with an injury like that. That's yeah. what you need to do to be able to kind of bounce back. Just be able to kind of. Yeah, this is where you lay it all out, man. Like, listen, if you get hurt in game three or four of the finals, it's going to suck, but I'd rather you get hurt enforcing your will than getting hurt on a ticky tacky play when you haven't been doing much. If there was ever a time for you to leave it all out on the court, it's the NBA finals. You remember, we'll go to NFL route. You remember uh, the big knock on Cam Newton. They went 15 and one in the Super Bowl. They're losing. And a moment that is pivotal, that ball is spinning around on the ground. And he has a second thought about diving on the ball and they lose that game, he still hasn't came over that yet. Everyone still talks about that play. It's the Super Bowl. You got the whole offseason to get better. So if there's ever – you need to play your game now. Unless you are uncomfortable and you really can't do these things, then the question comes, Are you? should you be out there right now? Yeah. Should it be something where we let you sit for game one, game two, and now you come in in game three? The answer is no. You need Giannis. But, like, <laughs> like you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. You, you oh, yeah. have to – you have to play your game at this point. If you're on the court, you can't be a decoy. You're too big of a decoy. Yeah. That's a big cone right there. That's a, that's yeah. a big cone right there. That'll be able to, to distract. That's a, just, it's height is a distraction, but yeah. I don't, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I, okay. So, but I want to go to this next and this is i uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play this for you because our next one is the sun, the sun's fan. The Suns okay. fans, what I'm going to give you, I'm going to play this here for you. Put pressure on the Suns defense. Five of eight from the free throw line. 18 points, 15 rebounds. He's played 33 minutes. And again, hadn't played in a week. So, Suns fans at an all neutral level, counting down or counting how long it takes Giannis to shoot those free throws. And AJ, that leads me to that next question. The Suns fans, what are your three words for rally the Valley Suns? Oh, oh, oh no. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Way to peel the curtain back. <laughs> Those are my three words. Rally the Valley. <laughs> yeah. It was honestly, I was like, oh, that's, a, that's catchy. It, it came from my head. You oh. were vibing. I, I, I appreciate and enjoy the passion, sir. But that's exactly it. Rally the Valley. What you just heard still ain't good enough. It needs to be fits over and over again. And by the way, you're welcome, Suns fans, for that chant. Atlanta coined that. And I'll tell you right now, Suns ha- are going wild and going nuts. But I still feel like I heard it way more prominent, that countdown in Atlanta. Like, they they made sure he felt every single number. And it has to be the same thing. I don't even care if what you're chanting at these Bucks fans is a lie. You remember when Paul George was hearing the overrated chants? How about saying that to the two-time MVP who didn't win it this year? How about saying that to the defensive player of the year every time he sits up to this free throw line? It has to be loud for every single minute of this game because they have to win both games on their floor. Does it uh, – do you think with, like, the injury of, of Giannis, like, that the, that already taking a toll on his mental game, like, now the Suns fans adding that kind of troll job, do you think that, that plays in at all or – He's, I mean, I, I always like to bring up the fact that like they're, they're athletes, nothing like that actually yeah. does bother them. But do you think that there's something like a, like a mental I don't problem? think that's true at all, man. Yeah, they're athletes, but also, what else do we also say? They're human, too. Yeah. I mean, mental plays a big part in a lot of everything these guys do. And I don't think it bothers him so much until he gets to the free throw line. But it's not so much the play of uh, the fans. It's that he knows he's not a great free throw shooter. You know, so, yeah, of course, them piling on gives a little extra to the thought process, but I mean, he's going up there being nervous like that anyways. And that's why the Suns are playing the hack of foul on Giannis, you know, like that's what, that's what happens. You, you, you get in and you beat him down a little bit, send him to the line. And that's why I'm saying he needs to be in the paint doing what he does, because if they're going to foul you hard, at least make it on an and one. So you get those extra points. If they're fouling you out on the, you know, out in the, uh, in the mid range, that does nothing for anybody. Cause you're probably not making that jumper. Sure. 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 Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm learning I here. I feel like I'm hopefully teaching you well. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Let's go to the, let's let's stay on that sun side though and go back to that star player we mentioned before, Chris Paul. What are your three yeah. words for the point god himself, Chris Paul? NBA Finals MVP. Well, letters. Not saying that's what he's gonna be. But I'm saying he needs to play like he knows that award is his. If he is playing like he's been playing, it is basically locked up. But he needs to make sure it's a foregone conclusion. (laughs) So Chris Paul was averaging 16.4 points in the regular season. Over the last three playoff games, he is averaging 31.6 points. He has upped his game to a new level. That closeout game against the Clippers, 41 points on 75% shooting in the second half. Uh, nuts. He kept it again, going again last night or in game one, he scored 16 points in the third quarter. Um, he's, he's doing this at the rate that you expect to see from a star. It's like he rewind the clock though, and went back to when he was playing new Orleans and he was a 22 year old and was putting the league on fire. He's scoring at that clip. If he can keep up this pace, if he can keep getting these guys involved, if he can keep the 10, 11, 12 assists going, have Deandre Ayton, shooting 80% from the field because he's getting him buckets he can't miss. If he can play like he knows he will be the NBA Finals MVP, they can win this in five. Yeah, I said it. It's going to be Suns in four. 
It's not gonna be Suns and Four. It's gonna be Suns and Four. It's not gonna be Suns and Four. I'm on that train. I'm on that train of Suns and Four. Okay, that's 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 where I'm at. That's I, I, I'm I'm so attached to CP3. I, it's such a, it's such a great story. It, it's 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 incredible, man. Uh, let's go to the chat. Let's go. To the ch- Ooh, CP3 is playing like TB12 in the playoffs that's right a now. Comparison. It's a good that's comparison. A fun comparison. It's a great yeah, comparison. I mean, yeah, because like you know the old wily veteran who don't take no shit from the players and puts them in the right spot so they do the right things to win a championship yeah you know it's just a lack of rings yeah yeah just <laughs> yeah. yeah just a lack of, just just a little lack of hardware let's go over let's go over now i want to i want to kind of pivot this we talked about the stars and i don't mean to offend anyone when i say this but i'm gonna say it anyways we talked about the batmans now let's talk about the robins let's go to the milwaukee bucks side and let's talk about Chris Middleton. What are your three words? Chris Ooh, Kendrick Perkins going to have your head for calling him a robin. <laughs> come at me. Oh, come at me. Come at, yeah, right? Please come at us. Like, get on the yeah. show. We got yeah. you, Perk. We got you, Perk. Uh, for Chris Middleton, my words are out of the gates. I We have seen Chris Middleton go crazy in the third quarter. We've also seen him rise his game as the game goes on. I need him to do this in the first quarter in this game, too. If the Bucs want to win, Chris Middleton has to be striking immediately. He scored five points in the first quarter of game one. Why not put up 11 or 12? Why don't we play through Chris Middleton in game one or in the first quarter and make the Suns and Monty Williams have to adjust their game plan immediately? Because if that happens, now you can get back to your normal game plan and he still can go off in the third quarter like he's been doing. So if Chris Middleton starts this game out hot, it's going to give the Phoenix Suns fits, and you could be looking at a split on their home floor. Home floor. That's how you say that word, floor. 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 Is he – can he do – like, but can he do – like, I don't want to say Giannis is, like, not relevant, but you know – I I don't see Giannis coming back to form. Full Giannis form. During Oof. during the rest of these plays, I don't know. I just feel like when your legs get get caught like that, whether it be that serious or not, you're still playing with that fear, and you're still playing with that timidness to to be yeah. able to do what you normally do. So when you're Chris Middleton, you have to be that guy. You got to step up. You got to take over from that Robin role to that Batman role. Make Giannis the Robin in this situation. Right. I asked you about this when we talked about who do talk uh, DeAndre Ayton. Talking yeah. about DeAndre Aiden. Can Chris Middleton do this? <laughs> I'm going to be fair. Chris, Chris Middleton can absolutely do this. There is no difference to me, and I know you got to get your rhythm going, but where you are in the finals, your rhythm should be on. And you're talking every other day, and you've watched him do this in the second half of games for the last, like, five or six straight. So, to me, it's we, we talked about this in hockey. Talent and opportunity is what Chris Middleton needs. He has a talent. We've seen it on display. Give him the opportunity to start the game as the go-to guy. Drew Holiday, I said he needed to come out of the gates too, right? Well, let's say he gets five assists going, right? And you got the two-man game going between Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton in the first quarter. Well, now when the game stop, when the game changes over and they've made Monty Williams have made their adjustments, now you're focused on Chris Middleton. That allows Drew Holiday to either start scoring himself or get the assist game going with Giannis. Let's not forget PJ Tucker sitting out there on the on the corner. So when you when you change the priority, when you change the star player to start the game, it makes the defense have to adjust sooner than they were planning on it. 
And we talked about Chris Middleton. Is he a star? Is he a superstar? And I said, I want to see the consistency through a season. Let me see the consistency through a game. Be the dude who is unstoppable from the tip. Come out, drop your 10, drop your 12 in the first period, sit out on the bench for the second, close a half out strong. Now when they make their adjustments, you come back out with Giannis in the second half and then let Chris Milton go ape shit in the fourth. Once again, you're talking about a possible split on the home floor, and we've said how important it is for the Suns to take both of these games because I do believe when the Bucs get back to the Pfizer Forum, they're going to have a solid, solid game three, and the Deer District will be pumping in that arena. Ooh, the Deer District. The Deer District. Is that, is that what they – is that, is, that, is that like what, they, what they're called? Yeah. As a thing? Yeah, yeah. As an actual yes, thing? Yes, it is. That, when you saw the, uh, the cutaways from the Bucks and they go to the arena when they're playing on the road and you see all the people going crazy in the streets, that's outside their arena. And they oh, call that area the Deer District. They had like twenty thousand fans out there the other oh, day. Oh, that's nice, nice, nice. That's yeah. like kind of like, that's, like, that's like Thunder what? Alley for that's like Thunder Alley for uh for um for, those, for Tampa. For like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That's so, so now I go from one Robin to not so Robin, but CP3 has been getting the the talk, and it, it's been all about him. But this man right here, Devin Booker, who I'm about to bring up has been getting a lot of praise from Stephen A. Smith. He, I believe he talked about how he's like the next Kobe Bryant. So he sat down, Devin Booker sat down with ESPN, and he was asked this question about what would Kobe Bryant tell you at this moment before the finals? Finish the job. That's what he'd tell me. You know, I, I know that right now. Um, he said, get it done. And that's what we're trying to do. So, simple. I wanted to throw that out. It's just, it, it's just simple. They have one goal in mind. Devin Booker has that goal in mind. CP3 has that goal in mind. The Phoenix Suns have that goal in mind. Just finish the job. AJ, what is your three words for Devin Booker? Hey, so I, I, I was trying to find the best way to say this, and I couldn't, so I almost went with something else. But I think I'm just going to do it how we do it in the streets and just leave a word out. It's okay. Y'all will understand. I'm so glad you played that clip. My three words for Devin Booker is embrace Mamba mentality. That Embrace it. From the moment he started hearing he's going to be the next Kobe Bryant, it seemed like he let it get in his head. And you saw him have a couple bad games in the first two against the Clippers. But embrace it. Look at what you are capable of at any given moment. He did not have a great game on game one. He shot eight for 21. He still had 27 points because they have no choice but to attack him on the defensive side. And when that happens, he finds his way to the free throw line where he's shooting above 90%. He went 10 for 10 from the free throw line in in game one. That's how he got to 27 points. Embrace this mentality. Once you are on the court, CP3 is going to find you. He has told you he joined this team because of you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to be that guy. So let him take every opportunity to lift you up because he's still going to get finals MVP if he makes you look that good. Yeah. So don't stop. Don't stop now. As Bailey said, keep moving, keep shooting the ball because it's going to go in because you are a superstar. Devin Booker embrace the Mamba mentality. There's so, I mean, from what you just said with, with the CP three saying that he would come and he wanted to be a Phoenix son for Devin Booker, like all his praise for Devin Booker, where it's like, okay, 
you know, you got CP3 saying those nice words where, okay, I'm coming to, to Phoenix for you. That's pressure. Then Stephen A. Smith coming out. He's the next Kobe Bryant. And now the media is all on this Kobe Bryant, Devin Booker thing. There is so much. That's incredible to me to, to think of this guy getting all that pressure put on him. Because that's, that, that's what it is. Athlete or not, like you said, AJ, he's a human being. This is pressure on a young kid like that. How old is Devin, how old is Devin Booker? Uh, I think it's 25, maybe so, 20, maybe mid twenties, mid twenties. Yeah. We'll just call it that mid twenties. And he's getting all this pressure on him from, from big time members of the media, big time superstars in the NBA. And for him to be able to, he, I haven't seen Devin Booker start really struggling. And that just goes yeah. to show how, how much of a superstar Devin Booker actually is. I really like your uh, embrace the mama mentality there for, for Devin Booker in the three words. Ooh. Like That's it. Me. I like Appreciate it. You, I like it. I like it a lot. That is going to be it, though, AJ, because we got a game to watch. We got. That's all we have. Oh, so much fun. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to well, you want to rapid fire your last ones? No. Okay. There's okay. only one more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, there wasn't one more. It'll it'll bring it all together. So yeah, I had one more, and uh, it, it, I guess yeah, I'll, I'll rapid fire. <laughs> it was Mike Budenholzer. Uh, and Aaron actually brought this to my attention the other night because he was saying, like, it's been said he doesn't make good adjustments. Well, this is what I, this speaks to. Attack their weakness. Like I mentioned, they don't have many big men after Dario Saric went out. When Frank Kaminsky is in the game, Giannis needs to be in the game and Giannis needs to attack. I don't think Frank Kaminsky is able to do a damn thing against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Find their weakness at whatever point it is in whatever quarter in the game and attack it. You have to be ready for this. Uh, you, you've seen this team and what they're capable of attack, what they're not capable of put them in tough positions. There's make not them back up shots. There's not much that CP that are, there's not much that the Phoenix Suns are not capable of, but the, the weaknesses that they do have, they, they need the bucks yeah. need to attack it for sure. For sure. Yeah. Can they do it? The answer is no, Suns and four. That's what it is. That's what the answer is. That does it for the three-word game. That does it for another episode of the Rough Cut Sportscast. Uh, you want to do final countdown tonight or you want to go watch this game? You think it's time to go watch this game or what you want to do? Let's do the final countdown, and I'll put the game on a little bit with the sound. A little, little final countdown. Watch along. I like where this is going. I like where this yeah. is going. AJ. Yeah. You know the drill. You know how it works. You need to pay the bills. Bills gots to be paid. That's to pay the bills. So do me a favor and tell them where they follow us at. Yeah, we did this earlier. So uh, for those rocking with us, you remember, right? Twitter, Rough Cut underscore sports. Facebook, Rough Cut Sports. Instagram, The Rough Cut Sports. And on uh, uh, The Rough Cut Sportscast Instagram. I did it again. And on YouTube, Rough Cut Sportscast. It's so crazy how we found all of these different names because they were taken. And we were like, how? Like, how? Like, why? You don't exist. What's going on? Can we please get it right? Uh, <laughs> but when you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. And tell your mama, your daddy, your sister, your cousin, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, your nephew, your nephew's cousins, twice removed sister that you only see on Christmas, that you don't like, who smells bad, but you have to see him anyways. He's going to prison next month, so you need to spend as much time as you can with him. You're going to tell him so he can go to prison and tell all the people in prison 
about the show, you gotta tell everybody, okay? There's so many people on this damn list. It's like one of those lists that you see in cartoons that just pulls down and keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. You're telling everybody about the ref cut sports cat. Where where's the prison thing coming from? <laughs> I don't know, man. I got on a roll. <laughs> I got what? <laughs> on a roll. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, last <laughs> night you're talking about Russians. Tonight you're talking about prison. <laughs> I mean, either way. I don't judge. You tell everybody, okay? <laughs> you tell everybody. And most importantly, the YouTube push, the reviews for on the podcasting platforms. If you're listening right now on iTunes, please, please go write us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Even if it's a bad review, honestly, guys, we just want to be better. We want to be the best show possible for you beautiful people because we, we, we don't just say it in the motto. It's not just a motto. It's a lifestyle for us. We are for sports fans by sports fans. For you beautiful people at home, drop those reviews. Let us know what you think. And last but certainly not least, guys, we're doing another giveaway. We're going to do another nice little giveaway here, guys. Right here, we're going with the... Uh, once once StreamYard wants to do this bad boy. We're going with a giveaway for you guys to share the Facebook so we can get to 1,000 likes. If you 19, screenshot 19, the invite... 19. huh? That's it. 19 yeah. people. That's it. That's it. That's all we need. Screenshot Follow. your invites that you're sending to these to, to your friends. Let us know that you are helping support the show and you will automatically be entered in this contest to win a free rough cut shirt. It can be pink, it can be white, it can be gray, black, red, whichever color you want. We'll make it for you. Just help us get to 1,000. It is, it is such a big moment for us. We want to get there and keep rising above, baby. Let's go, AJ. Any last words? Yes. Okay. You got some last words. Everything you just said, (laughs) as well as uh, tune in on Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. We have the UFC 264 show. Myself, Aaron the Mukesiah Mukes, uh, Dante, UFC, Austin. I'll do it that that way. Uh, And uh, my guy from uh, Full Sail, Zach Sumaker, is going to be on the show as well. He's a big fight guy. I'm excited to talk some shop with all these guys. So tune in Saturday, 3 p.m., UFC 264 fight card. We got it all. We'll talk it all. You should be there to listen so you know who to bet your money on that night before it all goes down. You're going to want to ride with us. We're going to win you some money, okay? We're going to win you some money. We got final countdown coming up in just a little, in just a few moments as we wrap up the audio portion of the show. Stick around, beautiful people, in the video chat uh, to ask us your questions or comments or concerns or thoughts, whatever you want to talk about. We'll bring it up. For everyone on the audio side, we thank you so much for tuning in. Tomorrow, we've got Fun and Games Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, live on Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter sphere. For your boy, AJ Johnson, I am the one and only Vinny Malani. Adios, turd nuggets. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.